What's up, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D with Ryden and Dennis. We are powered by Keystone Sales and Associates, your premier PHVAC manufacturers rep in the Mid-Atlantic. Picked up some new new products over there at Keystone. We'll be getting into them soon. Um, some of them's not in my market, so I'm upset, but that's okay. We have, uh, it's just me and Ryden tonight. We have a lot to get to. We've got some articles we're actually going to read through. Um, manufacturers are being tasked with the heat pump challenge. We've got some cooling posts, stuff around the world for HVAC. So without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. What's up, trade crew? Uh, Dennis, I'd like to congratulate you on not forgetting our primary sponsor in the opening track this week. Right. So good job there. (laughs) That being said, I will take care of our other platinum sponsor, One Thing Marketing. Thank you so much for everything they've done for us. If you guys are looking for some info, make sure to go listen back to our episode with Brittany and get you some great free 99s information on how to be ready for your marketing growth in 2024. And, you know, if you want to go even more in-depth, why don't you get on and follow One Thing Marketing and reach out and have a conversation with Brittany and see what she can do for you guys. Um, so, shameless sponsor plugs over. Time to get into the real important stuff, which is how much are you guys loving HVAC R&D these days? Wherever you're listening to us on Pandora, Spotify, iHeart, Apple Music, please make sure to follow us like us rate the show leave us a review share us with your friends and your trade crew let's continue to grow this community we've seen a lot of cool things start to come out of everything that we've been working on the last couple of months so we're very excited about all that stuff if you're interested in being a sponsor or sponsoring a one-off show or working with us in any other capacity please contact us through our website hvacrnd.com that is hvacrnd.com Social stats keep moving up. TikTok's over 500. It's getting there. Instagram is pushing into the 1540s. LinkedIn is zeroing in on that 400 mark, so it's getting there. Trade Hounds continues to be the beast in our social media locker, so thank you to everyone that's listening to us and checking out our stuff over there. As always, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at hvac.rnd. And then you can find us on LinkedIn, Trade Hounds, and Facebook as the HVACRD Podcast. 
Again, any other information you can get from HVACRD.com, make sure to get over there, check out the Vendor Hub for more information on Keystone Sales and One Thing Marketing, as well as check out that sweet swag shop, which our buddy Corey has been doing a great job of plugging for us on the last show. <laughs> you. Yeah. So uh, let's get it going. Yeah, come on with some uh, CW Beats. But, you know, he has been awesome for us. I can't be more thankful to everything he's done for us and helped us get all the sweet music in the background of our show and some other stuff. So make sure to to give our buddy Corey some love. Any other information? Well, website, guys. No more Linktree. I think this is probably the last show I'm going to talk about that. But, you know, it's been a good month. Everyone's had about four episodes to know the Linktree doesn't work. Just go to the website. So outside of that... It sounds like it's it's beer time. It's beer crack. Well, also to add to the add to the uh, the little plugs there, it is the year of the beer sponsor. I promised Ryden I was going to get us a a beer sponsor, a brewery to brew me up some Trade Crew brew. Yes, some Crawl Space IPA, maybe a Attic Ale. You know, anybody out there knows a knows a brewmaster wants to brew something up. Some basement brown ale. That sounds kind of bad. Basement brown ale. There you go. <laughs> a uh, service call sour. There it is. Yeah. For riding. Satisfied customer sour. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. A uh, Google like <laughs> seltzer. Okay. I don't know. All right, we're done. We're done. And we 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 have not. Uh, we've not drank enough to have good beer ideas yet. So I hadn't even asked you what you think of the uh, the new intro. I like the new intro. So no more Goodman. The Goodman's gone. Uh, this new house I'm in, I'm renovating for my buddy while mine's being built. Has a Coleman. And it's old. And that's what you're hearing. I'm going to turn up the uh, turn up, turn up the shutdown because the shutdown has got some it's got some interesting sounds. That's funny. Uh, it's just not loud enough. But yeah, we had fun some, recording some that. Some high-priced camera equipment. Yeah, all the music you hear on here is original. Like Outside of the walkout songs. Yeah, the walkout songs are... They're, uh, I purchased those and snippet them in there. So that's... And we still can't uh, put our stuff in... Uh, you know, certain parts of the country i don't know we get kicked out some of the i think there's certain countries that kick anybody out with certain music or lyrics i have no idea right <laughs> all right so yeah you've got let, let's get into some uh some beers of the week here okay. i got something really special but i'll let ryan go first all right you got something special yeah. all right so what made me think about uh this is a great selection is it says this is the beer to share with your seltzer friends Mm. Yep. So it is called Mountain Water. It's from High Wire Brewing. It is Mountain Water Citrus Splash Easy Drinking Ale. Bright, citrusy, crisp, refreshing, zippy, and bubbly. This is a beer for drinking. A beer for hiking, hanging, and playing outside. Bright and citrusy with major slushy in the sunshine vibes from Lemon and Lime. This is the beer to share with your seltzer friends. 110 calories, 5 carbs, 0.8 grams of protein, 0 grams of fat. Good beer and good times. 
five or see four point five percent. That okay. nine point one uh, was showing itself last week. That's what we can talk about. All the things I screwed up. <laughs> so refreshment level one hundred, crushability one hundred, friendship level one hundred, ale brew with lemon and lime. So it's a nice sixteen ounce pint. Again, high wire brewing. Let's see what she sounds like. Yep, I can tell. It's the tall boy. Oh, yeah. For the seltzer friends, huh? Dude, it tastes, it tastes like a Sprite. Almost. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, it's like a Sprite that's just not quite full flavor. Not bad. Mm. High Wire. Man, I haven't had anything from High Wire in a while. I hadn't either. I can't even remember where they were. It's been so long. Oh, Google. Yeah. So yeah, they're. I was gonna say they're Charlotte. Yeah, they're local. I knew they were. I just didn't know. Yeah, what side, side of town they were on. Yep. All right. So, what do you got, Mister Special? Yeah, I haven't drank this on the show. Surprisingly, Um, it's brewed in the USA, Anheuser Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Got the collector's edition here. Got the duck camo. Uh, let's see what we got here. This is a... Nope, that's a government warning. We got 95 carbs. 3.2 grams of protein. I got you on the protein there. Um, this is a bush latte, everybody. Bush. The bush light. Old bush light. You know, it's underrated, man. It is. You know what it smells like when you crack one of these open? NASCAR? It smells like... It just smells like beer. I know that sounds stupid. I've said that on here before, but... No, I get it. It smells like, you know, when you were growing up and your dad may have drank beer growing up, whether it was a... Budweiser or Miller Lite. You know what I mean? It's just got that... I don't know. It's just got that beer smell. I remember trying... I swear it was a Bud Heavy when I was like seven or eight that Dad had. The Red Snapper. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, ah, (laughs) what is this? Where's my Seagram's wine cooler that my grandma gives me? So every time I I go up to see Corey up at App State and we... You know, if we, like, take him down to Walmart to restock him with something, because he still don't have a parking spot, so he can only get so much. Um, I always go through the beer section and see what's missing, (laughs) and it's natural light, bush light, Um, you know, the, the good beers are safe in that town. Well, and it's like in order of cheapest, you know, multiple cold and domestic, they disappear. Oh, yeah. From left to right, <laughs> there's nothing until you get halfway down through there. As soon as you get to, like, uh, Yingling, it's fully stocked. Yep. Yingling Light, they still, they didn't swing in that either. You can't find a Natty Light in that place, though. Now, I remember the, uh, the Ingles right there down from Western... Because for the longest time, Colaweed was dry. Now now I think they actually have a place on campus that sells alcohol. But 
um, everything was dry, so we'd have to drive into into Silva to get anything. And the first thing you run into is the the Ingles, and it's got the biggest beer cooler of any Ingles in Silva, and it was always half empty. Dude, Ingles all have the walk-in, the cave, the beer cave. Do they I all now? I swear, the one by my house does, and you walk in there, and it's like nice. a twenty by twenty room at thirty-five degrees or whatever That's the heck what it I'm is. I'm talking now. about. Um, Kylie likes <laughs> going in there with me. She's like, "Can I go in there with you?" I'm like, "Sure." She's like, "All right, ready to get out." <laughs> <laughs> There's not an angle. Well, actually, I lied. There's an angles in Albemarle, actually, and then I passed one. And I passed one randomly the other day. I was like, I did not know there was an Ingles here. I mean, that's as fancy as I get here in Valdez, dude. Well, and I mean, that's all I had. Well, the that's Ingles. a lot. We had the Ingles and we had an AMP that eventually became an IGA. Mm. Which, but I mean, I don't think they built the Ingles until I was nine or ten, maybe. So, I mean, it was just the AMP and that was it. And so it this saved a lot. I had to save a lot. Oh, yeah, the save a lot. So this shows my age. You know what I miss from Fort Mill? Hmm. So if anybody that's just signed on to the show, I moved from Fort Mill, which is kind of South Charlotte, up here to Valdez, super small town where I'm at now. But um, I could almost see three grocery stores from my back porch, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> it was Harris Teeter, Publix, I had uh, an Aldi, we had, I mean, I'm dude, it's hard to beat Publix. It's expensive, but, you know, I'm at that age now, we, 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 we cook at home a lot, and I like cooking, and the meat and stuff at Publix, it's, you know, it's no food line. Let's just be, you know. We got a food line here at, in Valdez, and it's kind of on the struggle. Not going to lie. There, there are some food lines on the struggle. I'll admit, I still end up... because I mean, it's, it's a grocery store, right? I no, mean, it's and it's a great grocery store. We've got two of them right here close to us, but I swear half the time I end up still going to the one that used to be by our apartment because I still pass it going to the office and back because it's still the quickest route is to cut down George Lyles at some point. And that one... Usually, it's pretty much always on point. It's always a good food line. It's it's the good ones. Any good grocery store, it just it just needs to be busy, right? It needs to be constantly restocked. Yep. Ours is like you might want to check the date on some of it. Not gonna lie, it's just like yeah. man, it's just not enough traffic. Yep, not enough but people in volume. The Fort Mill stuff, right? It's like every other day, it's just a fresh shelf, ready to go. Um, all right catching up this is a terrible time of year i feel like everybody's just in a fog dude well it's they're like, either sick or we, everybody wants to get going but they're just not well and it's always weird because you know you always have kind of you have the christmas week and that's fine but then you have new Year's, so it's not a full week and then you get this week which you know the second week of january is always what's actually the first full week but then the week after that you typically like we're closed on monday because it's martin luther king day Milk so you day. really don't ever you don't really fully get back into a you know go to work everyday groove until like the end of january kind of messes your your schedule and your time up now what are you hearing far as i know people listening are all different parts of the country weather-wise but 
Um, that storm we had a couple days ago, it was from Florida to Canada. Oh yeah, that was that was nuts. Yeah, um, it was a beast of a storm. Tornadoes at the beach. But what are you hearing, busy wise, from contractors? Um, honestly, it's the kind of a dead I'll be time. Honest, I've had I've had a, a really good start to the year actually. Okay. Um, now, again, and I've said this before, you know, I'm still fresh over here. So for me, I'm I'm constantly in growth mode. So, you know, for at least the next couple of years, right. you know, it, it's going to be growth every, every month. So what I'm doing may not always reflect where business really is. Um, yep. And then some of it, some of it also depends on the mix of business that I've, I've kind of started to cultivate over here. So I've kind of got a mix of business to where, you know, we talk about the new construction keeps you busy in the winter thing. I've kind of, I like having a little bit of everything anyway, just because it's how I, why I enjoy my job is I get to do a little bit of, you know, all these different things and help guys in different situations. Um, so, you know, I've got some multifamily stuff that's going, I've got some retrofit stuff going, I've got some state work going, I've got just some, you know, everyday general service stuff going. I've got a little bit of everything, you know, you know, a different little iron in the fire for everything. So it's kind of nice right now. Not everybody is in that same boat. You know, some people that they're doing solely retrofit. This is typically kind of a funky time of year. And then there's people that they're doing new construction. Who knows? Right. Um, I've been seeing the building. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not really slowed down. It's pretty steady building wise, new construction, commercial apartments, yeah, no, it's been, it's been steady. Now, they're there for a little bit. They were slapping townhomes up left and right around parts of Charlotte. I know a few of those companies have taken their foot off the gas. Um, yeah. Just a little bit. Because I had a customer that was doing a bunch of that stuff, and they've kind of, they're looking to do some, some different stuff now because it just kind of disappeared on them. And, you know, that time, sometimes, as we said before, that's the fear of, putting too many or too many eggs in one basket when it comes right. to new construction stuff because it's it's cutthroat and when they when they shut the faucet off it's it's shut off no it's for a bit uh it's a ball valve <laughs> yeah it's not a, yeah it's just off or on yep i'll never forget no eight man when they uh cleared all that land and then you would drive by and there'd be the pvc sticking up from the slabs yep and we just called them pvc farms like <laughs> like before the slab where they just run them wild just sticking up and uh yeah it was like oh look there's another pvc farm and it would just grow up and turn into woods again yeah and it would have a road cut through it and pvc sticking up <laughs> it was like dang um all right, so let's get into some catching up here. Um, on my end, I'm getting a new trailer ready for the Virginia market for Keystone. Speaking nice. of that, I don't think we've drank Keystone on this show. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we other, should. Other we should. I don't think I've ever had a Keystone. I don't know if I have either. <laughs> I always just drank Coors Light, which yep. Keystones. It's, so Keystone is Keystone is to Coors Light. 
what Bush Latte is to Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> right. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to stock up on some of the old Keystone. See, we drink one of those on here. Um. So yeah, we've got we've got Virginia markets pretty big for Bosch, and I'm gonna I'm gonna build a 14 foot trailer, not so big. Um, but that market is heavy on the water side. So boilers, um, I'm gonna put two boilers on one side, maybe a tankless on the other, and then it'll have a, a Bosch IDS cart to roll up in there. Are you gonna put um? any kind of water source stuff on there probably not so i'm gonna like build a, a water yeah i'm gonna build a water source cart but so building a geo cart is kind of a lot well and i didn't mean necessarily a geo cart i meant like a hydronic air handler or anything like that something like um like the lv or an sv something like that well yeah well that's what i mean so he we really want a geo cart, but gotcha. what I'm getting at is like, if you want to build, you can't really do the whole loop thing, right? Like you could take, I got a, a I got a stack of pipe. It's in a coil. It's a 300 foot loop that you can put on the cart and run water through. Jeez. But now it's only like four foot tall and three, maybe three foot wide, right? I mean, it's just a stack of pipe. Yeah cold up but what a lot of guys do is they'll take uh you know a water source like air handler unit mm-hmm. and then on the other end of the cart to run the water through it's a uh like a low boy water heater yep. tank makes sense now that's a water sourced heat pump you see what i mean like you, yeah, you can't really saying. get into the you can't really get into the geo side. So you try to, I don't know. We're trying to figure out how we want to do it. You know, it's still got to roll through a door. It's, it still needs to be 30 inches wide. All these carts have to be 30 inches wide. Cause if you, if you open up a three O door and you can't open the door all the way back. Yeah. You're in trouble. The door kills an inch and a half. I mean, you know, I've obviously mm-hmm. thought all this out, but these carts have to be 30. Um, and that geo cart or the water source cart, dude, it's heavy. Holy smokes. Well, with all that water in it. Well, before, yeah, like them SVs or the the whisper quiet, like mm-hmm. it, it takes two or three of us to set it up on the cart. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'm getting, a, I'm getting another trailer ready for that market. It's going to stay up there, getting it wrapped, uh, probably next week. The inside is just plywood. Of course, got to paint it, put flooring in it. You know, I'm going to be at the shop for. Which, and now that's. February. I was almost said January, but you know. Well, and I was going to say, and that's mostly, that's Paul and then Sam, right? Yep. So Virginia, DC market. Yep. Um, so you remember the training I did in Virginia? Um, I've got some callbacks. They, uh, they, people want me to come back up there and do some more training. So that's good. Um, well, you're, you're a pretty good trainer, buddy. It's not as far as you think for me. It's, It's, it's four hours. 
and uh, and Probably wherever I go eat, there's gambling in the restaurant. So <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Um, Danville, we gotta, you know, you got us an I update mean, on the Caesars. Is it coming? Is it it's broke coming ground? out of the ground? I actually saw something the other day. Dang, let me see if I can find it again. <laughs> Old Danville, Virginia. I'm gonna have to start training in Virginia more. Um, Let's see if we can get us an update. So my boss, Bob, episode 100, all the guys up there, they're big gamblers. I mean, obviously, they're all it's all around them. And uh, I have yet to play craps or anything with Bob. <sighs> Got to get into that. I wish we had time to gamble a little bit at AHR, but... I mean, there's, there's a Bally's. It is the newest casino in Chicago. Like I know. four blocks away. <laughs> Gosh. Six foot in the snow, uh, uphill both ways. <laughs> yes. And it's like three stories. It's like a stacked casino. Mm. So this is funny. This is actually from ABC News 13, which that's probably your ABC now, isn't it? Yep. So WLOS, that was what I grew up watching. Star Cell Grime still on there? No, I, I ain't watching that. <laughs> What? When the, what? Well, Unless I'm know, streaming it. That's because I grew up with three channels and a rabbit, a giant set of rabbit ears. Actually, it really, it was it was it wasn't tinfoil. It was a giant antenna that Dad stole off of somebody's radio tower. For God's sake, somewhere <laughs> probably that, or he probably got it in a horse trade deal to fix something for somebody. Oh him. yeah, he fixed an air conditioner to get that. Oh yeah, no doubt. So, construction on Caesar's Casino's permanent location making steady progress. So it looks like it is still on track to open, let's see, 90,000 square feet. So the temporary one's 40,000 square feet. The permanent one will be 90,000 square feet. Jeez. Yep. So the good thing about these bush lattes is they just go down, dude. Yeah, just keep on trucking. So they they right now are up to the 11th floor, and it's a 12-floor hotel. So they've almost got it all framed in. Oh, really? Yep. God, we were just there. It was a tent. Now, they weren't... Are they building no, the, it out behind it? So, it's or? behind the tent. Okay. we. It was probably Actually, there. It was dark. Here, we didn't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this link into the into the notes for you. There we go. All right. Uh, casino update. I mean, I like the vibe in there if they keep that. It's a yeah. nice little... It looks like it'll be a pretty sweet looking spot. Um, but it says it looks like it's going to be. Oh, there's a the end. Yeah. <laughs> open by the end of 2024 is the plan. Oh, yeah. Okay. But they said they're going to need about three times the employees they currently have. So they're like blowing up job fairs and all kinds of stuff. So if anybody is interested in uh, learning how to deal craps, hey. <laughs> Or some, some blackjack or some three card. Get your cell phone over to a Caesars hiring event. I'm going to do some training in, in there. 24. Oh, hell yeah. We got to start doing that. I'm going to start training. In. Yeah, we got to yep. start doing some training, some some interesting locales. We said that on the last show. Because <clears throat> we right. got Danville coming up. We got one in, what, down there close to the past Gastonia. We got yep. uh, Harris. We, I mean, Two they're kings. popping up everywhere, man. Yeah, two kings, Catawba Valley. There it is. Couldn't think of it. Off we top just of my head. need, we just need sports betting in North Carolina. I know, right? 
Gosh. So, by the way, I put in a bet. I don't know if I've said this on the show. Oh, when you I was in, in when you were up there, did you win? Yeah. Yes. Was no, I didn't. No, I didn't win. No. no, I put in Braves to win World Series. Um, some long, you know, they weren't in the playoffs yet. I don't think so. So I do have a bet for the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl that I put in in September. Yep. So it's plus nine hundred, and I put a hundred bucks on them. Sweet. So that's what nine thousand dollar bet. And then what it works out no, it's it's like nine to one. It's a nine hundred dollar plus nine hundred is. Yeah, 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 I got you. <clears throat> I know it's kind of yeah. Yeah. So they're still like craps. I know they're still in there. Well, yeah, sport. <laughs> I know sport. It's so weird. Like, what's up with that? But um, yeah, plus nine hundred. God, remember when we used to do stocks on here? That was great. Yep. <laughs> I haven't looked at mine in a while. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, do not do it. I don't want to. Stocks are in I didn't the toilet. want to now, but now I really don't want to. Um, what's cool about that the Dolphins bet is, um, I'm trying to log in here so I can. The odds are, you know, they obviously changed. And oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not putting in. Oh, jeez, passcode. Text. Put this code in. Jeez. <laughs> Don't you love uh, it? Gosh. All right. My bets. Uh, yeah, plus 900. Pays 900. Um, September 22nd. I put that bet in. So... I don't know what the odds are now. It can't be that good. Because two thirty-five a.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, it's what it says. It says two o two a.m. You almost off. got it. <laughs> oh yeah, it was late. It was late. We were wandering around. <laughs> it was. It does have a timestamp on it. That's great. Um, oh, that's hilarious. So yeah, this uh, just you know to finish catching up here, we got to get to you, but. Um, this year's the year I want to do some, you know, I'm HVAC by trade. I want to do some tankless training and geo training, just personal little goals there. Um, I've said this on the show before, you know, standing in front of a bunch of plumbers. It's just the training's different because it's, I don't know all the lingo and, uh, you know, there's ways that I talk to contractors that, because I know every little thing they go through on the HV on the HVAC side, and I don't on the plumbing, you know. Just being able to put it in and work on it is different. Training is, yeah. I look at training totally different, right? Well, because you don't um, have the you don't have all the you know field experience of well, screw that up, no, to not do that again. Um, yeah, all the little you don't realize how much you have of that on training. That should be mentioned, right? Like, yep. So, it's going to take me a while to get in that, but I do want to. Um, we're going to do more events this year where I set up at a counter day at a plumbing place and fire the tankless up and and use, you know, you guys contractors to come up and be like, you know, 
it does this, it does that. I don't like this. I don't like that. I need that. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm going to do a lot of that this year. We didn't really go over winter break much on the podcast. Man, these, these bush lattes will stir up a burp real, <laughs> real quick. Um, That's why I have to keep hitting mute over here. This geez. thing's kicking them out, too. <laughs> um, so I've had Corey and Kylie in my house for a, for a while. Corey's still here. He goes back Saturday. And, uh, dude, I've watched more movies <laughs> with, with all four of us in this break that I have in, in years, literally years. I know Ryden's a kind of a movie guy. Which I'm glad um, you brought that up. I'll, I'll get into some of that too. So I caught, I'm still trying, but I've caught Kylie up on a lot of classics over the break. She's 12 years old. Um, we watched the first Jurassic Park. Nice. Love it. Now, it came out in 92. I was 10 when I saw it for the first time. Okay. Kylie's 12. So she saw it for the first time almost the same age as me, which is kind of cool. Um, and she, I looked over at her one time, you know, you know, the scene, you know, the, the T-Rex <laughs> scene. She was dialed in, dude. Like that movie. What happened to the goat? That. <laughs> He left us. He left us. Uh, So many quotes from that movie, but dude, way ahead of its time, man. These movies back then. um, Just, I couldn't, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. It's going to look corny. Dude, it still holds up, man. Well, and that was what I was going to say is, you know, I've, I've felt that that movie has always remained, you know, relevant in terms of special effects it was done so freaking well right um now what's cool about that is you know it's a spielberg movie right and so Kristen and i i finally convinced her to watch the original indiana jones trilogy this past weekend all of them are good (sighs) and and but they're all they're all george lucas and steven spielberg you can't get much better than that which a lot of people probably know it, some probably don't, but like Spielberg and George Lucas went to film school together at USC. Mm, I didn't know that. And Lucas always wanted to have him direct some of Star Wars, but it, it never really happened originally. But I'm pretty sure, I swear he was part of Jedi. Oh, being, being a boy growing up, I was an outside kid, like imagination, like... I'd suit up with my army stuff and my plastic gun and go outside and it was like the the shit was going down. Like, yeah. By myself. You know what I mean? So Indiana Jones movies like that, dude, when I was a kid were incredible. I mean, can't beat that. Damn, um, which one did he work on? So we went through we we went with uh we went through a couple back to the futures. Started with the first one, obviously. Um, Goonies can't, can't, you know, um, no, you can't beat that one. No, he actually never, he never did that one. It was always the Indiana Joneses. That's what he did with, with George, with old Lucas. The, um, ah, what else did we, uh, now of course, Corey has been taking her through the first season of 
Outer Banks, which... So the way we do it in my household, it might be a little much on the language for Kylie, but just don't let me hear you say it, right? That's yep. kind of how I grew up. Like, that's, well, we all, you know. That's how it's I grew like, up. <laughs> but like the Simpsons and this and that, like, you know, it's like, yeah, you can watch this. Like Jaws, right? There's another one that was way ahead of his time on. Also Spielberg animatronics i know it's just yeah <laughs> spielberg crushed it um who directed caddyshack oh gosh. i should know that that was in that time period well that was 80s geez that might have been was that 80s yeah full casting crew harold ramis yeah we didn't let her watch caddyshack but um, <laughs> <laughs> dude, you're gonna laugh at who he is. Harold Ramis is who played Egon in uh, Ghostbusters, the original. Oh, Ghostbusters, that's another one, yeah, which he passed away 10 years ago almost now. Yeah, Caddyshack, <clears throat> I mean. Some of the movies are going to hold up for a long time. Yeah. I couldn't believe how how Jurassic Park looked. And we didn't watch like a remastered one. We just watched the, you know, it was kind of fuzzy. Did you break out the VHS? No, I do have it. <laughs> Me too. So the next one I want her to see is the first Batman with Michael Keaton. I am Batman. Jack Nicholson. God, the Joker was money. Yeah. Um, Corey's got us watching the, the the latest latest one. Like I said, when, what when is that, the when latest latest one? Um, it's three hours long. We got halfway through it last night, and Tracy's like, "What what are we doing here? Kylie's got to go to bed. She's got school tomorrow. Like, shut it down, Mama. Shut it down." What are We're you like, talking what? about? We can't shut it down yeah. now. Jeez. Well, I was gonna so, say, yeah. are you talking about Christian Bale new ones or? No, after, yeah, even, uh, wow, what's his name? Who is it oh, now? Man. I don't even know. Oh, we are Google machines on here. It's, uh, his name. There's so much good HVAC in this show. I'm so impressed. Crushing yeah, it. I know. <laughs> um, it's, I think it's, uh, Robert, is it Robert Pat's? Yeah, The Batman is the movie. The Batman. The Batman. Robert Pattinson. Yep, that's it. That's the one we're watching now. I don't even remember seeing about this movie coming out. It's good, dude. It's got me locked in. Of course, I'm Colin Farrell plays Penguin. What? Okay. All right, let's get in some HVAC. Well, Uh, yeah, what are you. (laughs) So, uh, speaking of HVAC, I've I've been doing some deliveries. We've had a a fun run of people with the flu and people on vacation and holidays and the last, I swear, three or four weeks, I've spent as much time delivering stuff as I have selling it um, just because we just, somebody was sick or somebody had PTO or something. It's just that time of year. So, you know, strap your boots in, get it done so that by the time you're, it's February, you're back out selling and you're ready to roll. Um, Good job, bud. So, yeah. Doing some Crushing delivery, it. slinging some Bosch, selling it, delivering it. Um, 
I am a one-man distribution <laughs> machine. You buy it from Raiden. He takes the order. He puts it through. He then goes back out in the warehouse, and uh, it's like a little mom and pop over there. there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's service with a smile, baby. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know what? Sometimes in, in any person that has worked in distribution that's listening to this, sometimes that's just how it ends up being. You don't still, always, you're, you're still providing you know, service. You were still right? providing like, service. You're still doing what you, you know, what the plan is. Some days the roles have to shift around and do different things, but it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do in order to grow and get bigger and get better and do all those things. Um, I have never been afraid of jumping in a truck. You know, I started as a warehouse encounter guy. So, you know, whenever it's, whenever I got to go back to that, I can, I can lace it up with the best of them and get at it. Now, I'm not going to lie. So when I came, when I went from the field into a branch distribution as a tech support guy, I had my little office and I had my computer and I was on the phone all day with contractors doing tech support on on a brand or whatever yep um what i didn't have any calls and there was people out going up on the counter to ring ring a contractor up go pull some collars it was i liked it it's a change it's like i'm not above that you know it's no, like and you can't be if you're gonna work in distribution you can't be above going and i'm sitting order. right there my office is right in, in the branch i was at i was facing the counter and if there was five contractors standing out there and I looked out my little window and they're like, you know, we got two counter guys and they're running around. Oh, I had to go out there. Like I, cause I've been the tech standing there going, geez, how many, this would be a great place for a supply house. You know, I've been that, I've been that guy. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want oh, to we do all that. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I, and you, you know, get a little tech talk, you know, shop talk, go out there and you know what you're working on or, um, sorry, the UPS guy is here, which I'm hoping that means something really swanky for Chicago is here. Oh, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yep. So yeah, um, I don't mind that. Beer no, break. no, you have to. What did you say? Beer break? Yep. GPS <laughs> guy's here. Yeah, GPS um, guy's here. Cody Cat's going ape because he can see his shadow through the door from the top of the stairs. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, you, you you see that side when you're, you're a contractor and you walk in. You don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. But, uh, you know, it can be a lot. Um I know we would bring in, we would bring in new counter people and summertime morning rush at 90 degrees on, uh, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. That was uh, baptism by fire right there. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what's that under? What's that under? How do I look that up? How do I look that up? Um, <laughs> it's, oh my Lord dog. Yeah, as soon as I unpause it, he barks um, or unmute it. But what's funny is I kind of had, I kind of had that experience day before yesterday. We were, had everybody counting and I had to send a guy out on a truck. So it was me up front and this guy came in to buy 
some pleated filters and dude i could not figure out what in the hell the part number was for those things on that counter computer to save my life you don't just put in the width and the length oh hell no it's not that easy it never <laughs> is with any di- and that's the that's the funny part of it with almost any distribution like warehouse management system it's never as simple as 16 by 25 by one can you nope just type filter no you can and then you get all of them maybe all- <laughs> plus all like the special order filter things you've ordered over the last 20 years that the program has existed and everything else and you're like oh so that's what my brother is in uh you know he's he's at a dealership in the parts department same thing kind of yep um and you know if you if you went around to some of these places like a distributor and you looked at their computer you'd be like god why does that look so old it is old because guess what it don't crash when you go to a new 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 system it's not as you know when it, it it's obviously not analog or dos but or whatever they but call it it's those. not far from it some days right but it's still better because it ain't jumbled up, you know, it's not using, it's literally just using, you know, hard inputs. Like, Oh yeah. And, and every one of them I've used, what, four different ones or three different ones? No, four different ones in my career. And every one of them has stuff that you hate and stuff that you like and stuff that you wish it would do. Right. So there's, <laughs> I don't think there is one perfect wholesale management software now maybe there is but there's always something that's a pain in the ass never fails but i was like yep um well i'll find this here in a minute but i know where they are in the warehouse i'll be right back so you know got it down so i just i just check them out later yeah i just took my ass out there got them like here you go i'll take care of it what's your po number you know and then you know five minutes later i figured out the quirk to it and I was like oh okay now we're good but it was one of those I had to just sit there and figure out how they put it in the system because we've got what's you know interestingly where we have you know account executives that do the commercial stuff that we have TSMs we're territory sales managers which are distribution but you know I kind of dabble into a bit of everything but we have the TSMs we've got a, a separate tool that that is hooked to our phones and we can put in anything on our phone and dude, I can put that stuff in on my phone in like two seconds versus how much longer it takes on the counter computer, which is the way you want it as a sales guy. Cause most of the time when we're out running and gunning, we need to be able to put it in as quick as possible and get it in there. Right. right. So the fact that we have, you know, that secondary tool that just hooks right into it, you know, makes it, it's an easier transition when you go into that full program, because most of the time when you're going into it, it's because you have the time to actually sit there and, and monkey with all the little quirks and the stuff of it. Oh yeah. <clears throat> We're bringing in a new software at Keystone, uh, sales, sales software for outside sales guys and inside sales guys. Yep. And, uh, we've been going through the classes every week on Monday and everybody's like, so when are we going to, when are we going to get to the mobile part? Are we are we are we about ready to do the mobile part? Because <laughs> the guys going through the class with us, I mean, it's all computer based, and I'm like, we're not going to be in front of a computer. We're going to be no. riding around on our phone. So, um, 
Yep, that's where we're headed. That's where we're at. Um, all right, so we do have some articles we want to get to moving forward this year. So I feel like this year, HVAC plumbing, we are innovation is moving quickly, right? That's the truth. You feel that, like? Oh yeah, big time. It's like everybody was waiting for January AHR because at the end of the day, that's where people roll out their stuff. Yep. Is that AHR? So it's a uh, some some companies, some brands are starting to leak their stuff. Like, don't forget to come by our booth and check out. You know. Uh, oh, in the last. I would say just this week alone, the amount of emails we've gotten because I mean we've gotten three just while I was sitting here. I was looking at my phone and probably. they're all like, but yeah, we've come just, check out our booth. Well, and that's the 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 nice thing about having about being in the podcast pavilion and having um, a press press pass is we get all the invites for all that stuff. We can kind of see all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, which is cool. Come have breakfast with Unico. Yeah, it's like, man, I don't have enough time or stomach room to go to all I got the breakfasts. seven breakfast invites in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no. So this year, and I don't mean just refrigerant change or furnace this and decar. I'm talking about just innovation. Like, Oh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Heat I'm, pumps are strapped to a rocket. Yep. This year. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I don't know what you want to. What do you want to dive into you want to first? Get into you want to get any heat pumps first? We can kind of talk about that. Um, yeah, and see what they're being tasked to do. I guess. Yep. So, a couple articles out there. We're we're probably. Uh, which one was a better article? Let's so see. I'm pulling up the one from the ACHR News. The news. This came out yesterday, so. A lot of it is manufacturers joined field testing phase of the heat pump challenge, which it is a multi-year effort by the U.S. Department of Energy or DOE to accelerate and promote the development of heat pump technologies by supporting innovation and manufacturing. What it really is, is we're trying to find as many heat pumps that can heat at 100% capacity down to 5 degrees Fahrenheit as possible. 100%. 100%. No stress. So, nothing. Right. Um... Yeah, that's that's the task, and I don't know. I don't, it, it's so the big boys that they mention right out of the gate are Bosch, Daikin, um, Medea. I saw a video the other day, and the guy was saying, "My dia, <laughs> my dia, my dia, my dia." I don't know, Medea, and Johnson Controls, which is also known as York, York. Yep, your work is a um, Johnson Controls product. So, now I'm looking at a picture here of a, you know, Reem, Reem's on there. there. There's, what, what do you say, six or seven that yeah, kind of stepped up to the so, plate? Bosch, Dykin, Medea, and Johnson Controls are moving to the next phase. So, their stuff is already meeting it. So, now they're moving into uh, field testing. Linux, Carrier, Train, Ream are also field testing. Um, but I don't know if their stuff has reached the same points as Bosch, Dyke, and at the moment. So I think everybody... Yeah, I mean, Bosch is rolling out a, a 
a cold climate heat pump at AHR that that meets, exceeds, and crushes that. Yep. So uh, not just because we we out. rep, you know, Bosch yep. or he's you know riding sells Bosch. I rep Bosch, but um, yeah, there's other brands going to be able to hit that too, obviously. But you know, cost comes in. Is it communicating? Is it non-communicating? I don't know of these other brands. I want to try to figure out, are they non-communicating? A lot of contractors, I think, you know, uh, it's 50-50, man. I talk to contractors that love communicating products. When they work, you got yeah. a lot of information on the stat, right? That's the trick. It's at the stat. You can see everything. The non-communicating products, everything's at the unit. But then you don't know what's going on in the air handler unless you get your tools back out, like yep. your your manometers and you know. So <clears throat> I see that side. I get that. I think I think the headache is gonna be is that most of these super efficient ones from a lot of these manufacturers are going to be heavy, heavy communicating. Oh yeah. For and sure. Be super expensive. You know, you know, reading a bit more into this article, you know, it, it's saying their goal is to save a household 500 bucks or more a year in utility bills by slashing, you know, carbon emissions and energy usage. Harmful carbon emissions. Yes. Harmful carbon. <laughs> you left that out, right? They're harmful. Yep. Excuse me. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but, you know, the whole goal is, well, yeah, that's great. You're going to save us 500 more a year. But, you know, if it lasts 10 years, you save five grand but it cost you 35 to get it put in. You didn't save anything. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's where the, that's where the rub of it comes in. You know, that's where we saw that's stuff saved, like that's $41 a month. So high. Yeah. That's $41 a month. Yeah. That's know? not that's... covering what you're financing it for. No, it's never going to. That's, that's the only thing. I mean, the proprietary stats and stuff, Trust me, I've been, me and Ryan both have been on the side of, and I've, I've sold and put in a lot of communicating product and especially on the, on the zoning side, it, it really works well when it works. Yep. Um, the cost there for that though, it's, it's high. Um, and trust me, I've sold it and when you can sell it, sell it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like uh, I feel like we need to simplify just a touch on what they're what they're actually doing. Um, so, what was the other? Uh, there was another. Okay, here we go. It was the it was the uh, cooling post put out a same put out the same thing. Yep, yep, very similar. Um, so that's a big topic this year. Uh, where's it at? Yeah, four more past cold climate heat pump challenge. So all this started in 2021. Um, let's see. Linux rises to cold climate heat pump challenge. Train passes the heat pump challenge in November 4th, 2022. Yep, so Reem meets it, and then Medea exceeds it, which means Bosch exceeds it, so... Yeah, I mean, everybody's getting in there. We'll see. We'll kind of see how it develops. I'm, I know we'll see a lot more at AHR. And there's already some of these companies that have, you know, cold climate stuff out. 
um, that's doing well. If you follow our buddy uh, Ben over HVAC Strong over there, he puts in a lot of cold climate stuff uh, where he is because he's way up there in Prince George. Right. So, you know, if you want to see some of these higher efficient products in action, you know, in some more extreme environments, go check out those guys that are up in Canada and some of these other places that are already living in this battle. So five degrees, you know, there's people listening to this show that are like, five degrees, that's, you know, we go way under that. Like him, right? So, yep. like the Bosch product, I think what it is, don't quote me on this, but it'll still run, the current Bosch product will still run at a negative five outdoor temp. If it loses call, let's say it satisfies, and it's negative five or less it won't come back on it'll bring strips on or or you know furnace if it's dual fuel obviously um and it won't come back on until it rises above that the new ones obviously they will run way down way much further so that's another um they're trying to see what efficiency they're hitting at negative five negative ten you know that's where we're headed. Very, we're getting into many split numbers. You know what I mean? Well, on I know system. So yeah, we're seeing that on ducted systems, and I know we talked about it before. I think um, these cold climate, even window shakers, are starting to make waves. I think one of them won an AHR Innovation Award, if I'm not mistaken. That was Medea. Yep. So it was the one we talked about way back. Yep. It straddles the window. Yep. Exactly. Um, so the, the one thing I watched a video on that, so it's a window unit that you, it straddles the window seal and you close the window. So it doesn't take up your window at all, probably about two inches of it. But I watched the video and the one thing that caught my ear was, you know, these are hanging on the side of the building, right? In New York, like there's a million of them Yep. and they got rid of condensation. They don't condensate, which is crazy. <laughs> so, uh, now I've got to try to dig into it more cause it just interests me, but are they, it's, it's evaporating it in internally somehow. Um, and I really want to dive into that and figure that out. But yeah, cause if you, you throw all those on the side of the building and they're just ripping water out, where's that going? It's just raining down, you know, on the street yeah. sidewalk. So yeah, they got rid of that. But anyway, I have to figure that out. I'll report back. Yes. You know, report always... back. <laughs> yeah. I've been crushing Dennis that. reports from the field. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I got to see one of those in action. So another, uh, news topic, uh, it is first of the year. So price increases, everyone's favorite topic. Um, looks like, yeah, we already had a small one through Bosch, which averaged out around six, which isn't terrible. Um, nah, it's coming. That's now, it is what it is. So I guess in this one, we got a couple little articles that hit home. So uh, Carrier has announced a blended average of six up to 10%, um, which it's always funny when I see Carrier stuff come out. It's like from Charlotte, North Carolina, because there is a Carrier uh, chiller plant here. Um, oh, 
which is not which is funny the chiller plant is not far from uh where my day-to-day -day regular office is here in charlotte so a lot of times i'll go i'll go drive by it every now and then because i just love seeing those giant things like rolling down out of there on the back of a tractor trailer i just think big industry stuff cool as shit no, the, the the carrier units that you see every once in a while riding on catch. Well, I, I feel like I really I hadn't caught one them. here. I hadn't caught one here lately, and there's a few of them that I've seen, but I was too far away, or just by the time I could have gotten my phone, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, riding will post one on Instagram, yeah, and it's I, fifty I, foot long, and yeah, I love when I catch one going down the road. I'm like, yep. twenty feet wide. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. I don't care who you are, right? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter what brand it is. Um. Uh, but, so. you know, price increases are coming, whether we all want them or not. They're part of the industry. You know, in order for wholesale to make money, they have to take the price increase. And then and we got to pass it. We can't just eat increases and you guys can't eat them either. Unfortunately, and, you know, you just you kind of have to look at it as your company got a raise. The, the consumer <laughs> has to eat the price increase. I don't yeah. know how many times we've said that on here. Um my old boss had the same mindset. He would beat up the sales guy, AKA riding, you know, um, in that position. And it ain't his, it, it ain't the distributor didn't say, you know what? We're going to raise these. That, that's, I think that's the misconception, right? And it, and it is a lot the, of times the distributor didn't raise that price to make more money. Right. Correct. It was distributed to them. Yep. And they're just keep handing it down. Yep. Um, now, there's wiggle room between each distributor, between each salesman. There's always, uh, you know, meat on the bone for somebody, less meat on the bone, whatever. But and that's a price increase every, that comes from the manufacturer is what it is. That's what it is. And and that's because every every single distributor, you know, me and the, and the distributor next to me, we might sell you know, five of the same things, but I would bet money, not a single one of those five things do we have the same price on. Unfortunately, no. it's just, it's, that's how it goes. There's things that, 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 that one company buys better than another. There's stuff that this company buys better than that one. You know, it just, it is what it is. It's again, it comes down to relationships and, you know, volume and everything else like that. Just the way it does when we have to negotiate a price with, with a contractor, just like the contractor has when he has to negotiate with a the homeowner. There's certain markets where you can't charge, you know, over a certain amount. You just won't get it. Um, and then there's yeah. certain markets you're like, damn, I should have raised my price when I went down there. I didn't realize it. it just is what it is. Yeah. That's, you know, we, I don't know how many shows we've had on that. Um, a bunch. I feel like that was our like second show, probably <laughs> ever. Uh, price increases. I think right? it was like the truth about pricing or something. I remember. That's right. One of those rare um, episodes with a non-song title. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got to be passed to the consumer, and the consumers. I see more and more like what I'll do is I'll I will uh, I'll have Tracy like. Google search something on her phone that doesn't have a bunch of HVAC stuff on it and see what comes up. Right. And it's like, um, it's in, it's in the same, it's the same, but it's different language. Yep. Right. It's like stuff's going to cost more HVAC's going to cost more for your home. And yeah, you know, you know, we talked to you guys in, in a different lingo on the show, but, um, 
yeah, it's got to be passed on. And if you get five a year, doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Say, so, hey, trust me, none of us want five a year. We know what it's like to have four in a year that absolutely just whack you upside the head. Right. Um. You know, I'm very happy to say that it is. We haven't had it like that recently. Um, things are at least semi getting back to normal in terms of that. But lead times still suck. We could talk about that a million, a million more hours like we keep doing. Um, lead times, yeah. But, so I want to, um, what I'm curious about, to, to go back to the, uh, sorry to jump around, but to go back to the heat pump challenge is side discharge. Looks like a lot of these are not side discharge. I know, and I find that interesting. But then I've also heard... Well, side discharge is such a pain in the ass to work on, dude. Yep. It's just what it is. I have heard one major brand potentially might convert all of their unitary to side discharge. Well, was that an article? I don't know if it was an article, but it was... It wasn't just hearsay. We don't want to but throw it, it out. But it, it wasn't just, just it, it wasn't <laughs> read hear, it? it wasn't hearsay because it was from my well, it's hearsay, but it's from a much higher level person that it's there's a good bit of fact in there. I'll say that. Yeah, I remember when you said that. I mean it's I guess very we, interesting to see if that may happen. Um Yeah, all their product go inside discharge. That I mean it would shock it would and wouldn't shock me at the same time. Right. Um, but anyway, but but the piping, right? On the technical side, you know, when when me and Ryden were at a different, you know, our last position, I was training on the Gree product, and they had a, you know, the Gree Flex, which they still have. Um, the piping is crazy, right? It's a yep. lot. It's side discharge. It's crammed in there. It it produces heat like no other for a non-communicating inverter, but, yeah. Um, but the air handlers hope, are a pain in the ass. You got to, you got to take half of it apart to even put the heat strip in. It's a, it's cumbersome. Which, on, which on you don't S- necessarily have, which most people are like, ah, we don't need that. But, well, an HVAC strong, like that's the other one he puts in up there. Yep. Cause it'll go it's so a, it's, it will still heat, produce heat down to negative 22. It's not full capacity. You got to always read on the performance chart because, you know, he obviously, when he puts them in, they're dual fuel. Yep. Um, and that furnace he puts in, man. Dude, I love those furnaces. I'll be honest. I'm going by that freaking booth when I'm in Chicago. And I'm going to be like, it's man, the I, come Napoleon, on, man. right? Napoleon Continental. Continental, yeah. It's furnaces. Well, it's I th- that's mostly what he puts in, I think, are, are continentals. But down here, I think it's Napoleon. And I have... It looks like I one have, of my training furnaces with plexiglass. I know. They look furnaces. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've actually reached out to him because I was trying to find out if that was something, you know, I could get access to. Just to see, you know, if it's something guys would be interested in. Especially... And a lot of this is because we know we're going to get pushed into all 95 plus furnaces anyway you know right. i want to have some relationships with these companies that have been pioneering these high high efficient furnaces you know they've had nothing but 95 plus furnaces for how long i mean that's all they do right so you know it's kind of like 
you know, I love selling ADP stuff because they are very, you know, product focused on building coils. You know, and they design their coils to go in different situations and it kind of gives you options you can you can work with. Right. Um, you know, and that's where they spend their money. We talk about that. You know, we used to talk about that with manufacturers before. It's like, you know, they build outdoor units and they build furnaces and then they build coils. You know, right. So, and I think we had an episode where we really talked about mixed match stuff. You know, sometimes it's nice to build a system with the best of the best from each category. Yeah, and on on a consumer side, it's like, whoa, 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 yep. whoa, what are you doing? Yep. You know, they're looking at it from an appliance standpoint. Yep. They're like, well, why doesn't it all match? Guess who's calling me right now? Uh, Circle back with Zach? Joe Atzenhofer. What? Cajun Joe is calling. Well, he actually just tried to call me a few minutes ago. <laughs> Dang it, I must be in big ass trouble if he's calling oh, me. Oh man. Cajun Joe. Jeez. He might have a Bosch tech support. Who knows? Let me text him real quick. <laughs> um, if he left the voicemail, I'm playing it on here live. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I might not be able to yeah, I might not do that. <laughs> might have to uh brush through that. Um all right, so we have an we have articles to come that yeah. we were uh, we yeah, were so yeah we put two, in yeah two more two more articles. One of them is a local one. I'll say this one real quick, but um you know Charlotte Pipe just opened their new state of the art foundry in Oakboro. A guy that used to live um, below Chris and I in our apartment complex is one of their safety guys, and he was all excited about them opening this place up. So pictures of it are awesome. Might have to get in touch with him and see if we can go get a tour just because I think it'd be cool to go see. Yeah, I mean, some of these plants that produce uh, flex and pipe and line sets are... You drive by and you see just this... Looks like just a warehouse and then it's just crazy inside. Um, as, As a contractor, if you can get... If you can get a tour somewhere, hit your, hit your local salesman up. Um, I mean, manufacturer factory tours are great. Yep. Right. Any of that. How is it produced? What's, what's the steps? How does it go down the line? I love those. Like I can't like that show how it's made. Like I could just watch that on a loop. Oh yeah. Forever. (laughs) And I've got, I've actually, that's, that's one of my major focuses this year is doing, um, and it's, it's something Insight's really big on as well is, is we do factory tours and we get guys to go see where the product they're buying is, is made in different places. Um, I know I've got, looks like I've got a couple scheduled or going to be scheduled in March. I'm going to have some scheduled in April. I know we're working on doing some other stuff with, with you guys for a, a plant tour I would say probably around the same time frame. It's typically spring and fall when we got time to do stuff like that. So there's yep. a bunch of stuff we're working on. Um, and then. Yeah, this plant said uh, Charlotte Pipe invested $58 million into the plant. $460 million investment. Well, it said on the just on the environmental side. Yeah. Continued growth and expansion while holding tight to its commitment of manufacturing in the United States. Which, you know what, I appreciate that too. 
because you know Charlotte Pipe has been here for hundred and no hundred and twenty two years. Jeez. Yeah, so I mean, not going anywhere. We might have to take a trip over there. Yep, definitely. Uh, well, yeah, and then I guess that rolls into. So I think we we talked about it when we, you know, post our trip to Chicago to go to Prosser and do the AHR um, workforce development stuff. We also were interviewed for some articles that were going to come out, and looks like one of the first ones came out this week on the 8th in PHCP Pros. Um, I'll put a link to it up on the uh, up on our social media and some stuff this coming week. Um, but essentially, it is in the AHR preview show from PHCP Pros, but just a couple of our... Um, you know, a couple of sound bites from it. You know, the ultimate goal from us going up there was to really impress upon these kids the amount of types of jobs that they have in this industry. Um, right. So, you know, they've got a couple of sound bites from both of us. One of the things that I had said was, you know, what these kids don't realize is a couple of years in the field after school, if they don't like being a service technician or an installer, they can move into wholesale manufacturing or as a manufacturer's rep. And it's because a lot of these kids don't understand just how broad of a job base our industry has. So, you know, that was something we really wanted to hammer home at all different things these kids can go and do later in life if they learn the foundation in the trade now. Well, nothing against the instructor, but a lot of times the instructor came from the field Yep. to instructing. That's it. And that's kind of what he's preaching, right? And that's fine. Um. So they kind of miss out. It, I mean, he, he's, you know, he's not going to say, you know, learn, learn how this contactor works so you can sell on the counter, it, you know, but that's, <clears throat> that's just what happens. That's the industry, right? We gotta, we gotta open up their eyes and because, you know, riding at insight right now, they're trying to hire a bunch of people to fire up some more locations. That's it. And, it's hard because <laughs> it's hard. It shouldn't be, but, uh, you want a guy that's had some knowledge, right? You'd love to get a guy, the field or something Yep. to work on the counter. That's been in the, been around it. But, um, so yeah, I th- we, we, we were, we were pushing that pretty hard when we talked to him. Yep. And then, you know, this is something you had said was the biggest problem right now in the school systems. I don't care what level they are. They don't have a good mix of equipment. They either got a really, they're they either got really old or they've got one thing that's new and they don't let the kids touch it. Cause it's the best thing they've got in there. And it's the truth. And you know, when you further expounded on that, kind of like you were just saying, you know, the next generation is not afraid of technology, but if they don't see where the technology is now, you know, they're not going to be interested in learning about it either, you know, and that's, that's why it's so important to get, newer, fresher technology into that classroom. It's hard to teach these kids the foundation on nothing but some old furnaces. You know, these are all things directly, you know, that Dennis is saying that was quoted by, but it's also stuff we've preached ever since we started this show. Yeah. I mean, when I, we went through, when I went around in that class and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Why, why did you sign up for this HVAC program? You know, a couple of them were like, I want to be an engineer. I want to be a software writer. I want to do this. I want to do that. And, you put that kid over there on that 1998 route and he's going to be like, none of the stuff I want to do is on this product. Nope. 
you know, it's, it's and then I, we opened up the Bosch. Know, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's mechanical. It's very analog. It's very mechanical. Relays, you know, power this, close this contact, cuts on, high voltage, refrigerant, boom, we're moving. Yep. And then you open up that Bosch. We, we unboxed the Bosch and we showed him that board and he's like, well, that looks like my freaking desktop. I'm like, I can get into this. Yep. That's the new generation. Yep. You know, so and that's a, what we were trying to push. Well, and you know, we you said, you know, there's a lot of discussion about, you know, this generation doesn't want to work. I don't know if it's really that they don't want to work. They just, they want to get paid. Well, they want to, you know, and they want I, th- I think too, they want to go to work and, and, and enjoy it. I don't know if our parents and that, it, that wasn't a thing, you know, it was like, well, this no. isn't fun. It doesn't matter. You just do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know, just but I'm job, not enjoying this. Job, you know, just go there, get it done, go home. It's just a job. Now, yeah, they, but it's, they it's steady and they, you know, they're, they've been around a while, so yep. you just need to stay there. Yep. It's like, that's not this next. No, next it's not. This next generation wants to, they want a feel good story to go with why they go to the office every day. And I get it. You know, I want to yeah. be. You know, I want to be happy selling HVAC every day. I don't want to be depressed doing this. If I'm depressed doing this every day, I'm going to go do something else. Well, prime example, right? Corey's 18. He's about to be 19. And there's a guy in town here that said when Corey's off, you know, when he's out on breaks, he can pop over here and help me work and catch him some hours and catch him some pay. And Corey's like, sweet. So it's very repetitive work. Mm-hmm. You know, cutting bungees, putting ends on them, cutting fabric, putting in grommets, right? Uh, putting putting orders together and putting them in a box. And there's three guys in there. And Corey gets, puts music in his ear. And then he goes to lunch. And then, and you know what he told me? He's like, I can't do it. I'm like, Corey, it's easy. Just do it. it you're, 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 you can, you know, it's cash. While you're here, he's like, I know, but it's like, he goes, I don't want to say it's not fun. He said, but it, there's no shop talk. There's no like camaraderie. It's just, I'm in there. He said, I feel like it's almost punishment. Yeah. And he's like, I want to find me a pizza place and get back in the kitchen and put some dinners together and, and clean up. And, and, you know, we got music going and we're talking and we're helping each other. He's like, I miss that. Like, Team, this is man. like a, it's almost just a robotic warehouse type place. Yep. And he's like, I, I can't. It's miserable. It's absolutely miserable. He says it's not physically hard, but that's that, that's that generation, man. He's, it's, you know, he doesn't, you know, they don't want a job that just feels like they're wasting away. Right. And that was normal back in the day right that yep. was you got a steady job you were good to go right well that's good you know the amount of time we still gotta have those guys you still do <laughs> but you know the amount of times you see you know these things come out like celebrating 35 years with so-and-so those are getting less and less and less actually yeah you know i saw one of those the other day and i was like dang good for you buddy five you know, is it though <laughs> I mean, yeah, five you know. years now is like uh, you start getting a little antsy. Like, what are we doing here? Yep. 
it can get that I, way sometimes. Same way with houses, right? People don't stay in houses like that. Nope. Um, I mean, that's what I liked about being in the field is every job was different. But then that got repetitive too. Yep. Um, so, you know. Well. Some people love that. Their brain's built that way. You know. We got to have plant type minds. Gotta plant worker people. minds. Got to yeah. have all those people. That's what um, makes the world go. Well, I guess uh, shall we reiterate some AHR news since yep. uh, it's what? Today's the 11th. It starts in 11 days, which is insane. Which we start, uh, hell, we start all of our AHR fun on the 20th and 21st. So, a lot of stuff coming really quick. And hopefully, uh, the weather's not as horrible as it's pretending it might be right now. It's not going to be bad inside the place. No, it's going to be nice inside. <laughs> now, the- I'm looking forward to seeing all the new stuff, man. Dude, I know. I'm excited. I've got I've even got on a, the water side. For I've sure. got a laundry list of booths I've got to go and look at for one because it's stuff I want to see. Two, it's stuff that you know company wants me to go and take a look at. Um, and then we've got our shows. Which speaking of our shows, um, I know Dennis and I will be roaming around some together and some separate. You know, on Tuesday and Monday. You know, up until around recording time, I'm sure, or around lunch. But on Monday, January 22nd, from 1 to 3 p.m., we'll be in Podcast Pavilion 2 with our buddy Brian from AC Products. We had a discovery meeting about our show with him earlier this week. Uh, we're very excited about uh, about some cool things you guys are going to see. We're going to do some giveaways during the show as well. If you don't know who Brian is, on Wednesdays, he does Whiskey Wednesday, which I try to make sure to always <laughs> repost because he does this a, a solid and is always wearing this R&D hat. Yep. Um, he will be, his booth is S8695. I do also know that after our show at 345, I believe he said, he is also doing a full-on live product demo for some of his stuff so we'll get you some more details about that i don't think they have announced which hall he's going to be in for that but as soon as we know we will make sure that we announce that on the next show since it will be the next show next friday is uh right before the show Jeez, so it's gonna be, it's here. i know, I know here. it's here and then tuesday january 23rd 1 to 3 p.m podcast pavilion 2 again we have our buddy Sal from Bosch. We had our call with him to start talking about that show today. Bosch booth is S8188. And Sal is a heavy, our heavy pal water guy. Yeah, our Sal. pal Sal. Um, <laughs> our pal Sal is, is heavy on the water side. So we're going to get into uh, some things that we're going to, that are coming out for water as far as, you know, water heaters and some things. We're also going to talk about geo. We're going to talk about commercial water source and how we think that's going to be stacked up Boiler against VRF. Talk. Boiler talk, all kinds of stuff. So it'll definitely be a very interesting conversation, you know, that Dennis and I kind of get to to dig into some topics that we don't always deal with on a day-to-day basis, but they're a huge part of the industry and we think they're going to be, you know, even bigger going forward. And then Wednesday, January 24th, we have the AHR Workforce Development Student Tours, so between 9 and around 11 you'll see Dennis and I wandering around with a bunch of a bunch of kids 
showing them yes. the ropes of the of the AHR I love it. floor. That's my favorite part. I know it's it's always fun. <laughs> so I know we're gonna go see Bosch. We'll also take him by Medea and Vega, I believe, as well. I think there's one or two others. I just don't know all of them yet. We'll we'll get more details when we. We'll probably get the full list that Wednesday morning so that we can be uh, quickly yep. prepared. And then we'll get at it. And then uh, once we get the audio back, if you don't get to see the show live on the floor, you know we will be posting these episodes. I would say typically it takes four to six weeks for that stuff to, to get back to us since they record everything. So I would say probably sometime in late March, early April, We'll, we'll actually get to have them out to post. We might get lucky and have them sooner than that, but they will be definitely be going out. And then we'll probably have Brian and Sal back on later in the year to kind of do some follow-up and see, you know, see what else is going on with those guys. Um, well, I want to get them on and talk to them how their show went. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Brian, Brian is working that booth. Like, that's his... Yep. Like, that's his brand. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's in there, so... I'd like to I'd like to talk to you know these guys on how behind the scenes on the AHR you yep. know so and then if you haven't registered for AHR and you're going you no longer can get your passes mailed to you you now will have to deal with will call but make sure to go register at ahrexpo.com get everything in there remember the AC products booth is S eighty six ninety five the Bosch Home Comfort booth is S Ish. Ish. It's S8188. Bush. S8188. Bush. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> Get the app, which is uh, Breezy. Is that right? Is it Breezy, yep. the person that talks to you on the app? So get Breezy on your phone. Start planning your show. Follow the booths you're interested in. Make sure to come see us in the podcast pavilion. It's right between the two main showrooms in the concourse next to the beer garden. So come grab a beer and hang out with us from one to three Monday and Tuesday, and we will be holding yeah, down there. Yeah, we will be holding holding it down. the uh, The beer garden will not go unappreciated while R and D are on the floor. I don't think um, we can drag a cooler up on stage this year. We got some no. Uh, what do you I, call it? I can't. Uh, I th- so everything on the floor is union. I think every, union. Everything is a union. So. <laughs> um. There will be no sneaking in the sweet AHR cooler that uh, Nicole and the team sent us last year. But you know what? I don't want to pay to fly that thing to Chicago anyway. So, no. But yeah, so come check us out in the podcast pavilion. If you're not following us, please go find us on social media at hvac.rd on Instagram and TikTok. Find us on Trade Hounds, LinkedIn, and Facebook as the HVAC RD podcast. Please go listen to the show, which we know you're listening because you're hearing what I'm saying. But, you know, wherever you're listening, make sure to like us, follow the show, leave us a review, share us with your friends, and just help us to continue building this awesome trade crew community that is honestly gets better every day. And I can't, I really can't be or explain how grateful I am that we get to just do this. It's so much fun. Um, You know, we get to continue building a friendship regardless of any of it it's just yeah it's a great thing so we're very grateful for everyone that supports us and listens so oh also what i did forget to say is i do have to apologize to <laughs> i have to apologize to our main sponsor mr bob de la Sala, since i screwed up the title of his show 
last week in the top 10 countdown. So his show is episode 100, Hardworking Man, but I accidentally said Kayo's episode title, Hard Hat and a Hammer, because we were talking about him earlier, and it just rolled off the top. It was that 9%er, that man. That 9% Blitzkrieg hop. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, I, am German. I am German. I had to pick something that said Blitzkrieg in it. Sorry, That's everybody. Right. Um, but, and then also... The Red Solo Cup episode, which we said was just us. It is not. That was our bu- our good buddies, HVAC Doctor and HVAC J. And J. Yep. Two of I the, thought it was. Two of I the Red Seal originals. Yeah. Where was you at, D? You're supposed to edit me on that. Yeah, but you I was knew like, that. Ah. You knew I was going off the rails and just, he's like, <laughs> I'm just going to sit back here and watch it happen. I was just cracking them over here. <sighs> just listening. Man. I like just listening sometimes. But yeah, so here, I called myself out, everybody. Sorry about that. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, Jay. Yep. Sorry, Doc. Which, I I guess I'll get to apologize to Doc personally. Um, Kristen and I are going to pick him and Chrissy up from the airport uh, Saturday morning so that they can okay. save, save on an Uber share. Sweet. So, uh, but yeah. All right, guys. Well, yeah. Appreciate everything, and we'll, we will see y'all next Friday. Yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks no for peace? No peace. No. I, was, I was getting there. <laughs> no peace. Was this Independence Day? No right. peace. Die. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's movie. Did, it's did you movie watch Did you watch that one yet? Did you, did you bust yet. that one out? I still like, shoot her. Shoot her. Oh, Jurassic Park has a Oh, yes. All so right. good. All right. See you guys. Thanks, everybody. Peace.